Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. It's Thursday. Oh, boy. Welcome, everybody, to the best of five. I don't think I have anything else to add. <laughs> That's it. That's the other show. No, I'm just kidding. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, it is Thursday. Best of five is here. And it's a big week. It's a big week and a big weekend coming up. Um, we got lots to talk about. However, you know, like we've been doing uh, before we start talking about the show and everything, I want to talk a little bit about me because, you know, after all, the show is me kind of at this point with a lot of other people. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I'll be completely straight with all y'all. I had a rough ass week. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the uh, it, it's a combo of the lack of sleep from the weekend, right? From covering the Tekken World Tour stuff to uh, I ran out of meds and had a very hard time getting them uh, again. However, we're back, baby. Got a big old bag of brain drugs. Um, went to urgent care yesterday because I've been having some issues with my arm. I injured it last year, and it's still, like, every once in a while, like, really fucks me up. Um, so had to had to go deal with doctors, and I told the doctor that was seeing me, I was like, hey, can I get a blood test just to make sure it's not, like, uric acid levels or anything? And then they took an x-ray to make sure it wasn't arthritis. So, hey, guess what? I don't have arthritis. Cool. <laughs> don't know if it's the blood thing that I wanted to find out, but... <laughs> At least I don't have arthritis. Uh, huh, what else? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just been a, a long week. I'm excited for it to be over. Even though it's not anywhere near over, because tomorrow we got Evo show. Evo show. We got uh, the same show beta just went live. Uh, Capcom Pro Tours uh, last chance qualifier starts on Monday. So it's about to get, it's about to get crazy. About to get wild in here. Uh, speaking about the Capcom Pro Tour and Street Fighter and everything, right before we went live today, um, I saw a little post. Right, folks over at Capcom posted this uh, this this thing here and saying, "Congratulations to all players who fought hard this year to make it on stage at the Capcom Cup Finals." As everyone will be focusing on the hard-hitting action at the finals, we wanted to give a heads up that there will be no Street Fighter VI announcements during the event. However, we will be sharing some big news regarding the 2023 season of the Capcom Pro Tour, and the next round of exciting Street Fighter VI news will be hitting in the not-too-distant future. Stay tuned. Now, a lot of you, specifically Blue, I don't know if Blue's in here yet or not, but if he's not here, that's his own fault because he's late. Uh, A lot of people reached out to me and were like, hey... Your, your sleuthing is wrong. You predicted it wrong. You're wrong. However, I'm about to reveal to you that I did make a mistake. I did make a mistake. I did make a mistake. However, zoom out, camera. Zoom out. Zoom out. Come on, camera. Zoom out. You can do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Camera zoom out. You can do it. You can do it. There you go. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Um, AI, right? They're taking our jobs. 
but they're still stupid. So I guess nothing's really changing. Anyway, uh, a lot of people have been saying, hey, you're wrong. There's no Street Fighter 6 at Capcom Cup. You said there was going to be Street Fighter 6 at Capcom Cup. I am willing to concede on one point. However, I am not conceding to an entire thing. Here's why. I did make a mistake. I did make a mistake. For those of you that were here for our sleuthing show, that was, was it last week or was it two weeks ago? I think it was last week. I believe it was last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't know. Everything, everything's the same anymore. Uh, I mentioned that due to the release date of past Street Fighters, uh, all lining up with the area code of LA means that we're going to get something at Capcom Cup. However, I was wrong. And here's why I was wrong. Capcom Cup is taking place in Hollywood. Hollywood does not share an area code with downtown LA. The, uh, the, the area code for Hollywood is 323. The area code for downtown LA is 213. Now, what if it's not a Capcom Cup, what the hell does downtown LA matter? I don't know if you guys know this or not, but downtown LA is known to house the headquarters of a bunch of companies, right? One of those companies being IGN. For those of you that don't know, IGN is a uh, content house and uh, journalist site of video game news and pop culture news, right? Their headquarters is in Los Angeles. But Elon... What the hell does IGN, being in Los Angeles, have anything to do with Street Fighter VI and Capcom Cup? Capcom Cup is in the weekend of... It's like in the 17th and 18th, right? The 18th is a Saturday, 17th is a Friday. That's when the finals of Capcom Cup are happening. And that's where they're not announcing Street Fighter VI. However, there is something going on in downtown LA on the 17th and 18th. That has to do with Street Fighter Six. For those of you that didn't know, sorry, I missed the button. I missed the button again. There we go. For those of you that don't know, uh, the IGN Fen Fest is happening, streaming on February seventeenth and eighteenth. And if we go from the top left all the way down, we can see all of the stuff that they'll be talking about: Super Nintendo World, HBO's The Last of Us, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, Thieves, Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy, Redfall, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Creed 3, John Wick Chapter 4, Street Fighter... Oh. Oh. Street Fighter 6 is on the docket to have some reveals at IGN Fest, Fan Fest on the same week as Capcom Pro Tour. So, my prediction still stands. And it is also still correct. My mistake was assuming that Hollywood had the same area code as downtown LA. That's on me. That's on me. With that said, there is something to be said about the decision to not announce new Street Fighter Six stuff at Capcom Cup. Uh, I find that very interesting. They did say that they will announce uh, a lot of Capcom Cup 2023 stuff, right? And for all we know... Capcom Cup 2023 is Street Fighter 6, right? So again, not completely wrong. I find it interesting that it's much like Tekken not having the big reveal at Evo this year because Sony decided to put the Tekken trailer 
at the Game Awards, I think the same thing is happening with Capcom. Uh, Tekken and Street Fighter have are like they're all trying to break away from. They all are trying to break away from the niche that is the FGC and getting into Normie Land, right? We've mentioned that Street Fighter VI has been putting so much effort into making such a ridiculously hard push for uh, marketing for uh, Street Fighter VI from Capcom. So I think this is part of it, right? Uh, not a lot of people are going to be watching Capcom Cup. Let's be real, right? In the great grand scheme of things, as great as Capcom Cup is, mind you, I'm not trying to talk shit on Capcom or Capcom Cup or anything, but relatively, not a lot of people are going to be talking about Capcom Cup this uh, this coming weekend. However, a lot of people are going to be talking about IGN FanFest, including hit shows like The Last of Us and upcoming movies like Creed 3 and John Wick, games like Diablo 4, what else? Uh, the new Shazam movie, Redfall. Everybody's talking about Redfall, right? That's an upcoming game. Hogwarts Legacy, you know? Yeah, they're also showing the Super Nintendo World stuff. That's right. You're, you're right, Squidly. Um... But yeah, later, Ragan, uh, my, I made a, I made a, uh, what do you call it, uh, prediction via my sleuthing last week that we will be getting Beta 3 announcements the weekend of Capcom Cup, and it's still on. Blue was very quick to tell me I was wrong. However, he's the wrong one. So take that. Um, speaking of Hogwarts Legacy, I also wanted to mention this. Uh, along with my very rough week uh filled with mental health issues physical health issues and everything else um i'm starting to find that social media sucks like just being on twitter is awful <laughs> like there's this whole discourse on like hogwarts legacy and how like you know jk rowling is a known transphobe and a like a terrible human being right um but I've seen a lot of people who have taken to bullying people who are enjoying the game. And that's where I find things not to be okay, right? Because at the end of the day, consumption, what we consume, is not as important as people are making it out to be, right? Which is weird saying that, like, from, you know, being me here at a channel just for fighting game stuff, consuming just fighting game stuff, well, mostly fighting game stuff, um... But yeah, like I feel like that discourse has been rough. Um, oh, something else I wanted to shout out. Uh, I don't know if we have any viewers out in uh, the Mediterranean over there in Turkey and Syria, but yeah, I'm sure you've all heard that you know there was a devastating couple of earthquakes over there, and the lack of care for building codes and buildings or and like safe structures. Uh, has taken its toll to an amount that's currently at 15,000 deaths, uh, including, you know, people who are also, like, in our space here, streamers, and, um, like, one esports player, I think it's a Valorant player, passed away. Uh, and, you know, seeing, uh, seeing the government corruption take its toll on the citizenship is difficult. And then seeing people who are in Turkey consume american media and the th different things that the american media is showing that the turkish government is preventing people to be shown going as far as things like shutting down twitter in the country is is rough man it's rough like that stuff has taken a mental toll on me um 
I yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, if the if those of you have the means, who have the means, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know. There's a streamer who goes by Hassan Abi here on Twitch. He has put together a charity uh, through soft giving that is currently uh, the best way to uh, send donations to help assist uh, the people in need over there in Lord Turkey. So if you go to at Hassan uh, or if you go to Hassan Abi here on Twitch, he has a link to the charity that he set up because the credible charities at uh, in Turkey uh, are not able to receive donations via dollars. They only receive Lira donations, and that is a whole hassle in itself. So Hassan, along with a couple of other collaborators, have taken it upon themselves to give us a very, very good avenue to help donate to those people we need. So I suggest you go take a look if you have the means and send them some cash because $1 is 18 Liras, and that's like four loaves of bread, right? So they need all, like everybody needs all the help they can get. But yeah, anyway. Have I said it? Oh, right. Um, f- final thing before we get into the show here. Uh, over the weekend, we watched the Tekken World Tour and Frosty Faustings. Along with watching, we also put some pizza on the line. Chat. If you guys recall, we had two pizza bets going. One at Frosty Faustings for who was going to take Guilty Gear Strive and going to... Um, qualify for the Arc Revo world, world Tour that's in a couple weeks. It's in the second week of March. It's the weekend of my birthday. Um, and we had one for who was going to win the Tekken World Tour. Now, chat, you guys picked Razo to qualify for uh, qualify for the Arc Revo World Tour. I had picked Latif. And chat, you guys picked Arslan Ash to win the Tekken World Tour Finals, and I had picked me to win the Tekken World Tour Finals. So, two pizza bets, two results, one outcome. And that is that we tied. I won the Arc Revo bet because Latif got second, Razo did not make it to top eight, and you guys won the Tekken bet. Because Ni and Arslan Ash were both in the same pool and tied in points, not making it out of their group. However, because of the way the tiebreaker is, and it's go, it goes through uh, the head-to-head, Arslan Ash did beat Ni. So you guys won the Tekken pizza bet, and I won the Strive pizza bet. What does this mean? This means we came out even. However, even Stevens is not good, especially today. I don't know if you all know this or not. I don't know if you all know this or not. Today is National Pizza Day. All right, camera, camera. There you go. Today is National Pizza Day. I did not do that on purpose, by the way. Today is National Pizza Day. So I went ahead to my favorite pizza restaurant, which is uh, DeSano's here in Texas, very close to the new location of Arcade UFO, by the way. And it got me a uh, margarita doppio pizza, which is basically, or a pepperoni doppio pizza, I'm sorry, which is a pizza that is made by the guidelines of the DOP, which is the basically like the, the, the Italian pizza union, if you will. They're the people who say how pizza should be, and they make it by their standards. So I've been eating this all day. Got some pepperoni on it. It's very, it's very delicious. 
Um, I went ahead and asked if they had any uh, discount codes that I could give out to the chat for anybody that lives in Austin and goes to Arcade UFO because they're very nearby. They told me no because the owner doesn't believe in marketing. He believes in word of mouth. So their pizza's great. Their owner, I haven't met him, but I, I can't help but disagree with that decision. But anyway, everybody happy pizza day. Congratulations on the Tied Pizza Bet. Down the hatch. Mm. How's that for a depression cure? Pizza's all around. And if you guys haven't had a chance to get pizza today, please get yourself some pizza as soon as humanly possible because it is National Pizza Day. Wait, is it International Pizza Day or National Pizza Day? Let me see. It is National Pizza Day. So if you're in the U.S., get yourself some pizza, will you? Mm-mm-mm. Do something about it tomorrow? Good. Any hoozle. Also on deck is a cannoli. So I have that for to enjoy after the show. See, mean scene, that is why you are one of our producers. Is you know instinctively when to have pizza. And that is the most important instinct to have. Even more important than the ultra instinct, some might say. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Anyway, as I stuff my face on camera, being very disgusting, we have a show to talk about. Things have happened, and things will happen. As a matter of fact, that will happen whether I'm here or not. Things have happened and will happen. Okay. Tonight on the show, we're going to talk about the future of Tekken 7, right? Because we got a lot of announcements over at the Tekken World Tour this past weekend. We're going to talk about how weird Tekken 8 is. We're going to talk about how there are a lot of top players who have been passing on the last chance qualifier for the Capcom Pro Tour Finals. And... We're going to talk about the Capcom Pro Tour Finals. So, without further ado, if you will, uh, I believe it is time for us to get to your favorite segment and mine. Well, a favorite segment and mine. Here's a weekly recap. And in this week, I forgot to update the thing again. <laughs> God damn it. Uh... There we go. Let's do that. There we are. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this past weekend was the Tekken World Tour Finals. And we were here for way too long of it and lost quite a lot of sleep. Quite a lot of sleep for it. So, the last chance qualifier, which we sat through and watched, which was absolutely amazing. Literally, like, blood was spilled on the battlefield and on the stage. Quite literally. It was crazy. Uh... So, for those of you that can see, on the top left, or on the bottom left, rather, uh, the top four qualified for, uh, for the group stage of the Tekken World Tour Finals. It was supposed to be three, however, because uh, somebody from West Africa was not able to make it. I'm sorry that I'm blanking on their name. I'm an asshole. Um, they decided to have one more spot on the last chance qualifier go into pools play, or into group play, sorry. And the last chance qualifier was taken by the Lord Chanel over past uh, 2021 Tekken World Tour champion, Chikorin. Third place was taken by the Lord John Deneng and the dark horse of the race, Jod, coming 
from out of nowhere, taking it, like beating his compatriot, Super Akuma, then beating Pecos to get into the top four. So congrats to Jod on a ridiculously great showing. Congrats to Chanel on the win. Congrats to Chick uh, everybody and Chikorin and John Ding for qualifying for the Techno World Tour Finals. Tied for fifth was Pecos and Take. And tied for seventh was Super Akuma, who bled on the battlefield, for those of you that missed it. And the Lord Shadow20Z, making it to top eight. Congrats to Shadow, all the way from the U.S., making it a very, very good showing. Next is the actual finals, which was taken by Lord Atif Butt from Pakistan. Um, not necessarily surprising, but also surprising. Um, very, very good grand finals. Uh, I unfortunately did not have the will to be on stream to watch the finals. However, we did. I did get to see it off stream. Uh, so Atif Butt. Or Atif, but as uh, Spag was calling him all weekend, I don't know which pronunciation is right, and I apologize. Uh, takes the Tekken World Tour 2022, so congratulations to them. John Ding once again showing up on the top three, taking second. And Chikorin also on the top three here, taking second. Now, give me, hold on one second. Is Chikorin Japanese or is he Korean? What does it say? Yeah, Chikorin is Japanese. There you go. Me seeing that's your one. Uh, Chikorin is ja Japanese there. It's okay. Steve's rules. You always get one. Um, but yeah, so John Ding taking second and Chikorin taking third. Hilariously enough, they just switched spots from the uh, last chance qualifier where Chikorin got second and John Ding got third. Uh, Girlanda. Girlanda had himself one hell of a weekend. Girlanda uh, making it out of quite possibly the toughest pool in the entire tournament, or the toughest group in the entire tournament, making his way all the way up to four. His whole family was hype and having him there. Um, he was he, his pop off on social media was you know he he's got two jobs, he's got a family, yet he's still a god at Tekken. So big congrats to Girlanda making the run of a lifetime uh, for the World Tour 2022. Lord Nobi. The Dragonov that kind of barely Dragonov this weekend, tying for fifth along with Yonarang, Yonarang, uh, and Lord Joey Fury, who is not Swedish, uh, he is American, uh, tying for seventh with Rife from Saudi Arabia. So big ups to everybody making a top eight, and of course, uh, shout outs to uh, Kwis. Kwis had himself a hell of a weekend. He was like one point away from. Uh, making it to the top eight, unfortunately, was just behind Yonarang, and uh, what was it? Yonarang? I forget what pool he was in. I just remember that he tied, and it was tough. Al um, also had himself a hell of a weekend, but unfortunately, was just shy of making it out of pools. Um, Arzalan Ash tied with me on the thirteen. Tied for 13th with me. They did not make it out of pools, which was extremely, extremely disconcerting. Uh, Gerlanda and... Um, who was the other person that was in that pool? It was uh, Gerlanda and... Uh, Gerlanda and... Was it Gerlanda and Yonarang who made it out of that pool? I think so. Or no, maybe it was John Ding. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, it's been a hell of a weekend. However, one thing that I can say for certainty is... It was a hell of a tournament. So big ups to everybody. Big ups to the uh, Bandai Namco Esports. Big ups to the Tekken crew. A hell of a showing. 
a hell of a Tekken World Tour Finals 2022. Cannot wait for the next one. And they did announce uh, Tekken World Tour 2023, so we'll be seeing some more of that soon. However, let's jump back to, to the U.S. here uh, to talk about some Frosty Fausting, shall we? Frosty Fausting was the final, the final ARC World Tour qualifier, and it was taken by Kubo from Japan. Taking it over Tenured Mule and Blue Linkies. Young Song Cha sitting in fourth. Of course, he's already qualified. Uh, this is the, by the way, I don't know if I said this, but this is the DNF duo category. Uh, Ganondorf uh, uh, tied along with the Tales of Mr. E for fifth. And Lupro and Kazumkai tied for seventh. So congrats to everybody for a ridiculously crazy showing. We watched uh, the top eight and it was very, very exciting. Um, Making making uh making DNF do one look good, will you? Next, let's talk about the Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear Strive. Taken by Tempest NYC. It's the very interesting part about this is Tempest won the first big major at Combo Breaker, which was not part of the Arc World Tour. Now he took the last big major, which is part of the Arc World Tour. So finally, Tempest NYC, who has been on t in the top eight for all three of the big majors for Guilty Gear this year. Finally gets his day in the sunshine over Latif, mind you. Over the big favorite. So surprisingly, Latif does not qualify for the Arc World Tour Finals. Tempest NYC takes it and he is going to Burbank, California for some Arc World Tour Finals action. Uh, Aaron DeMack taking the bronze medal slash taken fourth jonathan tenney and neubenheimer neubenheimer of course has already qualified uh, both jonathan tenney and neubenheimer timing for fifth and adventure and diaphone the lord diaphone showing up in top eight congrats congrats to everybody on a great 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 showing for guilty gear strive and congrats to everybody who's made it for the arc world tour uh arc revo world tour finals now i don't know if you guys know this or not but frosty fausting has also had a bunch of other games um, some of which we watched, some of which we did not get to watch. Uh, I specifically had a good old time watching the final top eight for um, the mystery game tournament, which was super fun. However, uh, Revelator 2, which had itself a ridiculous grand final. Usagi taking it over Lord Fu in El Grande finals for Rev 2. Uh, grand Blue versus was taken by none other than Zamu. Guilty Gear Plus R taken by Kedeko. Scrub Cybot is taking Sam Show. Aztec winning Mortal Kombat 11. Scrap Vermillion, surprisingly, I say sarcastically, taking Melty Blood Type Luminum. Uh, Central Fiction was taken by the Lord Monarch. Uh, Skullgirls by Adivis. KOF 15 by Lacid. BB Tag by your favorite scrub and mine. Tekken 7 was taken by Azure. Them's Fighting Herds. Zayo 1 on 1 taking it. Street Fighter 5, just a kid. Winning the last big uh, tournament right before Capcom World uh, World Tour Finals. Is he warmed up to take the whole thing? We'll see. Uh, Vampire Savion was taken by the God Mighty Mark. Dragon Ball Fighters by Nitro. Mundank taking UMBC3. Persona 4 Ultimax was taken by Grover. Big Red taking the big third strike tournament. Uniclear was taken by none other than Mario. He's, he's got a movie coming out in April, but he has enough time to grind out in Uniclear. And last but not least, Jack Tiaf. Right, yeah, I think... Okay, sorry, I was just making sure I read their name right. Uh, 
taking the big super turbo wing. So that is uh, Frosty Faustings. And you can see there on the bottom left that Kubo qualifies for the Arc Revo World Tour Finals uh, <laughs> from Frosty Faustings um, in DNF. So thanks, everybody. Uh, congratulations to Frosty Faustings. Congratulations to the Tekken World Tour for a great, ridiculously jam-packed weekend. And the end to this jam-packed recap. Oops. Wait. There we go. Like I said, I'm still getting used to the new controls. And the lack of brain meds has not been helping at all. So who knows how the hell this, uh, this show is going to go. <sighs> some good-ass Tekken. Some good-ass Frosty Faustings. was great. Now, let's talk about Tekken 7, shall we? Me here at bottom left, Elon, has all of the information for the future of Tekken 7. While they did not talk much about Tekken 7, and we'll get to why that is in just a little bit, uh, there was a lot of information that, while not specifically said, was shared, right? Uh, they, like, like we said, uh, at the right before the top eight, they had the big announcements. They announced... The Tekken World Tour 2023, which is still going to be in Tekken 7. Somewhere in the big presentation for Tekken 8, for those of you that weren't there, instead of having a regular like two to three minute trailer, they had a Capcom style 35 minute presentation, 40 minute presentation on all of the mechanics for Tekken 8, which we'll get to in just a second. However, something that was very interesting that felt very glossed over, and I don't know if a lot of people noticed this, is... That A, Tekken 7 is still in development. So we're probably going to get another big season out of Tekken 7. Are we going to get DLC characters? Are we going to get a big patch with some big changes? Most likely. And quite possibly the most surprising thing that they announced is that Arika, you know, the people who made Fighting EX Slayer, are now contracted by Bandai Namco to work on Tekken. What does that mean? Well, they wouldn't tell us in the actual, on the actual show. However, Arika came out with a, um, with a statement later to specifically go over what they're going to be in charge of. And here's what it is. Let's go ahead and zoom in here so we can, so we can really, really get into this here. Let's zoom in. Zoom. Okay. So. Uh, notice regarding contracted development and work for the Tekken series. We're going to skip over all this stupid mumbo-jumbo at the top, right? Because that's all legal stuff. Ultra David can help translate that later. Now, details of the contracted work. Update of Tekken 7. Hmm. Both parties will collaborate on the development of an update of Tekken 7. Game developed by Bandai Namco. Note. Any update of the software, including improvements, bug fixes, and usability improvements for online matches, oh, will be handled by Arika. Note, game balance items are handled by Bandai Namco. Now, what in the world does that mean? You might be asking. There we go. What in the world does that mean? You might be asking. First of all, it's... No, it's no big news, right, that, you know, another company had, has been contracted to work on a video game, right? Like, for example, um, Street Fighter V was worked on a company by called Dimps, right? Um, 
Marvel versus Capcom three and Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom thing was worked on by a company called Aiding, who also made the NF Duel. Um, so this is nothing new. However, what we can glean from it is this. Improvements for online matches will be handled by Eureka. Why is that a big deal, you might be asking? Well, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Fighting X Slayer, first of all, an amazing game, and... We're, that one, we're one step closer to having Skullomania in Tekken 7. I've always wanted it. He's coming. He's coming. Um, Fighting X Slayer also had a big shift to Rollback Netcode. And they had a big beta for it on Steam. And is currently running on Rollback Netcode on Steam. And the Netcode is damn good. So, my thought, my, what I'm gleaning from this is, since... Fighting X Slayer tends to be closer to how Tekken is compared to other games. They decided to have Arika come in and work on Lord Netcode to hopefully make the online Tekken experience a little bit better than before. With that also said, one of the big announcements as well was that the 2023 Tekken World Tour is going to be completely offline, no more online. So... I think Tekken is the only game where they can announce something like that and it'd be taken well, right? Because the netcode is not very good. The online experience for Tekken is not great. So um, that kind of announcement, I think, is only good for Tekken. Uh, but we've yet to see what Arika is going to do. I'm sure there's going to be lots of, uh, lots of things that we can see down the line. But what they are, we don't know yet. However, let's get back to the rest of this announcement, shall we? As soon as I figure out how to move. There we go. Um, contracting for services related to Tekken 8. We will provide advice on our developed online battle algorithms and game response. As well as undertake production work to improve the user experience. By contracting the above services, we will strive to deliver even better games to gamers worldwide. So, again, this to me reads that Arika is going in and working on the netcode and um, some of the user experience for, for Tekken 8 as well as Tekken 7, which, hey, I'm all for, right? Better things equals better games. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, so this is, uh, this is giving me good, good vibes about the future of Tekken 7. You know what I mean? We still have one year with it. We'll see what happens. Now, speaking of Arika working on Tekken 8, let's get to Tekken 8. Let's get to Tekken 8. They announced in that 35-minute presentation a lot of the gameplay mechanics and how they are going to work, which has left Tekken players very divided. Akuma has won the Tekken World Tour for two years in a row now, and to top off the end of the 2022 season with an Akuma victory, by Atif Butt, uh, who played extraordinarily well. Well, extraordinarily well for us. I'm sure that's normal Pakistan uh, level gameplay. Tekken 8 now has a V trigger, which is a little bit weird, right? Uh, they announced the the uh, heat mode or and how it's going to work for a Tekken. They announced that each character is going to have about five moves that will let you get into heat mode as well as just a raw activation think of it kind of like a max mode right um and 
while in heat mode, each character is going to get a different buff to stuff, right? As long as well as like unlocking uh, certain moves here and there. It's literally a V trigger. It is a V trigger. <laughs> you activate it. King, for example, has uh, armor and some of his grabs. They showed uh, Law takes out his nunchuck and gets some added uh, added. Uh, Added uh, properties with hits from his nunchuck attacks. Um, who else they show? Paul has uh, like can chip people with his big moves while in heat mode. It's very very bizarre. Um, the other thing they announced is there will be recoverable life gauge. So they're adding gray health to Tekken. So when you take uh, power crush damage or when you take uh, rage art damage it all goes into gray life instead of taking your health away and the gray life acts almost like killer instinct in the sense that the gray life is always there it doesn't go away um and the way to the way to get rid of the gray life is to cash it out either by hitting your opponent with a specific move or hitting them with lows which may, chips it a little bit away every time uh so that's going to be interesting to see how that works uh the other thing too is it's recoverable, and they all—they're almost on like some Bloodborne type shit where you can recover your gray health by attacking. Right? If you get—if you hit your opponent, you get your health back. If you cause your opponent to block, you get your health back. Otherwise, it just acts as gray health. Um, so it's very, very interesting. They also announced—they um, also announced—they're—they're uh, they're homogenizing. The activation for Rage Art, everybody is going to get the same input, which is down forward one plus two. That's how everybody does Rage Arts, which is a little bit interesting. They announced new control uh, input versions, right? Which I found I found very interesting because they approached a fighting game like an action game. Like think of something like uh, the the most recent example I can think of is Hi-Fi Rush, right? Uh, if you guys haven't been playing Hi-Fi Rush, Hi-Fi Rush is a very very fun action adventure game. Um, Made by the same people who made Evil Within, uh, <laughs> which is very bizarre. Uh, or like think of like Devil May Cry, right? Where the big gameplay mechanic is you have one hard, like one light attack button and one hard attack button, or like one heavy attack button, and every combination of those two buttons is a different combo, right? Like so, for example, you can hit light, light, heavy, or heavy, light, light, or you know, light, heavy, light, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's how one of the uh, control schemes is going to work for Tekken, which I find very interesting because I think that's going to help bridge the gap for a lot of people. Instead of having to memorize a billion and 30 strings, you can memorize th four. And that's something that they also uh, mentioned with the heat system is the moves that can get you into heat mode, they call the heat engagers. I don't know if that, that sounds weird. Maybe it's a translation thing. I hope they come up with a better name for it. Um, like each character has about five of those, and you can learn how to play a character just by memorizing those five moves. And that helps guide you through what the game plan is, right? It's weird. It's weird. It's it's a very different Tekken than the Tekken we're used to. Uh, having that V-Trigger stuff on there is going to be very interesting. I, I think it's one of those things where we won't know how it is and if it's good or not until we get our hands on it. Which is something they announced on location. They're having location tests 
for Tekken 8. So if you go to the the big one, the big first one is at Evo Japan. So if you sign up for Tekken 7 at Evo, at Evo Japan, you can apply to play the location test build of Tekken 8. So you can go see how the heat mode works and have some fun and give some developer uh, give the developers some uh, feedback on your experience. So not necessarily like the beta test or an alpha test online that we're used to, but still cool that they're bringing it on location, man. Uh, giving us the opportunity to play is never a bad thing. I just hope it's coming to the tournaments I'm going to. You feel me? I want to go play some Tekken 8. I think that was it. Oh, never mind. There was this also this other thing that happened. It was this. Hey, look, uh, there it's like the old one, but they have new, uh, they have new, new, new clothing. Your luck is run out. Get ready for the next battle. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Going somewhere? Nina Williams! Now, we're, we're gonna talk about the announcer in just a second, because it's way more badass than thought of. Uh, but there's the big thing. She's got some guns that she shoots you with. Uh, we saw also... Isn't it past your bedtime? It looks like Tekken 8 doesn't have corkscrews anymore. It looks like, uh, from what I gathered, is... It's a bound system, much like Tekken 6. Like that. Right, and we do have pop-ups and everything, but there's no longer corkscrews, so I wonder how that will change uh, the the landscape of the game. There's the, the heat rush, right? It's uh, basically a dash cancel that gives you extra proper properties once you get it, or once you hit. Also later, Regan, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that announcement in just a sec. Die in silence. And then she just kills you. Goodbye. So there's actual murder in that Tekken. Was disappointing. And she's basically like J James Bond. It's awesome, right? It feels like they're turning up like the personalities to eleven. It's pretty exciting. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, that's a badass trailer. Now, guns. That's cheating. Well, it's like Tekken Seven. You can customize. And get give yourself guns. Nina just brought them to start with, you know. Uh, but while we were watching this live, I kind of regret not picking up on this. The announcer at the beginning is Lynn Hart. She's the announcer for Pride. Like she's the old school like Pride announcer who's like badass to the max. I'm a huge fan of hers, and I didn't even put the two and two together that that was her. So that was super duper exciting. Um, I, I, like, I was watching it the more, like, on Monday morning, and I was like, holy shit, why didn't I pick up on that? With that said, that is not going to be the Tekken announcer, right? She is just providing uh, exciting uh, intros to uh, the character reveals. Uh, but according to her on Twitter, uh, she is not, like, the main Tekken announcer. With that said... I, I want to I wanna propose this to you guys to see if you guys would like this because I've been tossing this idea around in my head quite a bit. I want to commission her to do an intro for our show. Like, could you imagine her introing me every week like that? 
like they used to do in the old pride days. I found her website so I can commission her. The commissions are a little expensive, but I think I can roll. I think I can do it. Uh, it's like 250 bucks for an intro, which like for somebody who has a ridiculously legendary voice like hers is almost not expensive. <laughs> uh, but I've been tossing that around in my brain for a little bit. So I might wind up do it. I'm gonna have to come back on the pizzas. Yeah, that is true. I get paid tomorrow, so maybe I'll just throw it and pretend like it's a bill I had to pay or something. All right. Here's the button. Lord, die by sword. I hope all the stuff that I fixed is not going to... I'm not doing this on purpose. It's supposed to be an L, but it thinks this is an L. Why does it think this is an L? Uh, I don't know if like the stuff that I m messed with is going to stop this from working or not, but you know, uh, we won't know until we try, right? So, without further ado, Die by Sword, thank you for, thank you for, thank you for uh, redeeming the press button. Here it is. And they, and, wow. What do, what do you think about this mirror match, Chris Matrix? Well, it's not a, a complete mirror match. I mean, but just Morgan, Mr. Morgan, Mr. Thanks for everything, bro. I guess, who, I guess whoever, it. I guess whoever says uncle first. Whoever says uncle first? Yeah. Whoever says Matei first, right? Yeah. Matei. Oh. Say it! <laughs> say it! Say it! <laughs> say it! <laughs> Matei. <laughs> that was against all. What's his name? Which one was that? Kickbox or Bloodsport? That was. Which one was that? that was not, Bolo or the ponytail? That was Bolo. That was Bolo. Yeah, the, the big ace. The one I mean, like the. He said, he said, he said. You break my record, <laughs> I break you. <laughs> Just like I break your friends. <laughs> anyway, that's the button. Have we seen this clip? Probably. Uh, full disclosure, I have a gigantic playlist. What I do is I press the shuffle button like about eight times, and that's the clip we see. So, um, that's the clip we see. Uh, if you want to see another clip, you could always, you know, use your channel points and redeem for us to press the button some more. But it's hilarious that they were talking about Bloodsport because I think I'm going to watch Bloodsport this coming weekend <laughs> between um, between other stuff during the weekend as well. But anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, Nina Williams. Nina Williams. Uh, she looks dope. The game looks dope. Uh, I think all of the stuff that they announced, we won't necessarily understand it until we get our hands on it. There's a lot of people that are very apprehensive about the fact that the Tekken is adding so many mechanics like this, right? One thing I feel like I do need to address, and this is something that Michael Murray has addressed, and this is something that Harada has addressed, this is something that a lot of other people have addressed, is a lot of people are bitching about not having sidesteps in the game, right? Tekken looks like a 2D game, there's no sidesteps. They, they showed it in the trailer. People just, like, willingly missed it. In the trailer, in the Nina Williams trailer, she sidesteps like two different things. And it's not even a sidestep. It's like a micro sidestep, which is even crazier, right? So, sidesteps still exist. Tekken is still a 3D game. They specifically talked about how it would be a lot easier if Tekken was a 2D game because then they wouldn't have to do like a full like arena. They could just do like one background. So... I don't know what the I, I don't know what the hell people are thinking, man. That's the whole like thing about social media coming up again, right? Like it's, uh, I hate it. I hate it. 
Just, just think with your brains, all right? Not your wieners. Anywho, blame Eris for that rumor. It's not Eris. It's not. I can guarantee you that. Um, I think that's all we had for Tekken 8. So you thought Tekken needed a stage meta like Smash? They do. They do. They have it. Uh, you saw a lot of players switching, um, switching between stages, uh, between matches. Uh, like, for example, I specifically remember Super Akuma and Jod's match where uh, they started at... No, I forget what stage they played first, but they then went to uh, Geese's stage, right, with all the wall breaks. Uh, Super Akuma won, so Jod then took it to another stage that had smaller walls, and then they played it out. So, yeah, there's, you know, a, a lot of, like, some characters do better with an infinite stage, some characters don't. So there is a little bit of that in Tekken 7. Will there be some of that in Tekken 8? Most likely. We'll see. All right. Second to last topic here. Th these are going to go by quick because these, admittedly, I'm a little bit less prepared on than I wanted to be. However, I still want to chat about them a little bit. First, I'm going to send it over to Elon on the top right, because Elon on the top left uh, kind of dropped the ball a little bit. So instead of instead of looking up tech and stuff, he just put it all on me and just went and got the, I mean, at least he got the pizza, right? He left us the pizza. So anyway, let me send it over to Elon on the top right. Elon on the top right. What's going on with uh, the last uh, the top players passing on the last chance qualifiers? Hey, it's me, Elon from the top right. So I'm, I'm going to I have the information on. Top players passing on the last chance qualifier. So uh, Capcom announced that the Capcom Pro Tour Finals is going to be essentially a whole week-long event starting on Monday. Wait, is it Monday or Sunday? I don't remember. I think it was the 12th. Starting on Sunday. Um, so they're going to essentially have the first half of the week be the last chance qualifiers. The second half of the week is going to be pools for... Uh, pools and groups for uh, the CPT finals. And finally, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is going to be top 32s to top 8s and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of players have been announcing that they are not going. Uh, who, who might not want to go, you might ask? Players like Daigo Mehara has said he's not going. Bonchan has said he's not going. Um, Arturo has noted that he will not be attending. So I'm sure all of those players, and like there's a lot of other players too who have announced that they will not be going, and I'm sure all of their reasons are different, right? It's unfair to assume that all of them have the same reason for not going. However, there is something that got brought up on the Twitter discourse, surprisingly, that I thought was a very lucid point. And it is that Tech, the oh, Tekken, geez. Uh, that's bottom left Elon's job. I'm thinking Tekken here. Uh, Capcom Pro Tour being a week long is a strain that a lot of people cannot handle, right? Uh, usually for tournaments, like I myself, I do have a day job, so I have to request off of my day job, right? And I'm not going to be making money those days. Um, and instead, I'm traveling for a tournament where while I'm not making money, I'm also spending money to get there, right? Uh, so hotels... Flights, food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, having to do that for an entire week, arriving there on a Sunday, and for some top players who have the possibility of winning the last chance qualifier, then having to be there until next Sunday 
seven whole days of stopping your life to participate on this seems bizarre. A lot of players are choosing to skip out on the last chance qualifiers, and understandably so, because one whole week of stopping your life is too much for quite about, like, just about anybody, right? Especially when you add to the fact that it's in L.A. Like, L.A. is an extremely, extremely expensive place in the U.S., specifically, and it's specifically Hollywood, too, which is an expensive area of L.A., uh, so imagine like paying for seven nights at a hotel or at an Airbnb in LA. It's going to be, it's going to hurt food every night. It's going to hurt. Right. So it's, it's tough, man. It's very hard to justify. It's very hard to justify. I mean, if you're somebody, if you're somebody like, I don't know, like Idom or Phenom or Mr. Crimson Punk etc cetera, etc cetera. like you could totally then justify it right because you do have the chance to get in the money and make all that money back however for us normies we ain't we we ain't got, we ain't got a chance in hell <laughs> so why the hell would we go um and even top players who aren't necessarily as confident about making it up there like it, it seems unreasonable so i think the the gambit of making the lcq and everything a whole week long event while cool in the sense that it's a lot of things happening throughout the week, so it feels like it's less rushed and less hectic, I don't think it does well for the experience of the players. Specifically, the experience of everyone's wallets. Zero, Bass, Zero Blast passed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure why she passed. Uh, I did see that she passed uh, passed up her qualification spot, uh, and it went to... I forget their name. I'm bad with names. Uh, but I did see that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to it's difficult to you know to justify. So while I'm sure everybody has their own reasons for not going, it feels like it's uh, too big of a burden, right? Especially when it's in the middle of March. Mortsy, is it Mortsy? That sounds right. Shiggy Shank, I'm gonna believe you. If you're wrong, I'm taking your sword away, and I'm giving it to die by sword because he'll die by it. So anyway, those are my thoughts on the last chance qualifiers and why some players are passing on it. Um, it's difficult. It sucks because I think the decision to do a whole week-long thing is cool, but it just puts too much of a strain on people. Let's go talk about the CPT finals. I'm going to send it over to Elon on the bottom right. Elon on the bottom right, take it away. Go. Hey, it's me, Elon on the bottom right. Uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the Capcom Pro Tour finals uh, that will be happening next week. Sorry, I hit, I hit the plate that I was eating pizza off of. Let's take a look at the Capcom Pro Tour groups, shall we? They had the big group draw last week. I'm going to try something a little different. I don't know how this is going to go. Let's see what happens. Hey, look, I'm still here. Hello. But anyway, uh, this is the... There we go. Uh, these are the group stages for Capcom Cup. Or uh, These are the groups for the group stages of Capcom Cup. One thing that they did not announce is like where the last chance qualifier is going to go to. My assumption is it's going to go to either group G or group H, right? Because these two groups have one less person than the other groups. But yeah, let's take a look here. Let's start with group A, shall we? Uh, group A is taken by Idom, Takamura, Veggie, Oil King, Ronaldinho, and Solving, right? Um, it zoomed in again. It zoomed in. I guess one finger is... 
what it likes. Anyway, uh, Group B, Just a Kid, you know, the the Frosty Fastings champion. The Four Phils coming in all the way from England. Phenom, Kawano, Young Hao, Young Ho, and Doomsnake. Lord Doomsnake. Uh, group C is Punk, Valmaster, Jabim, Bao, Frozen, and Brandon from Australia. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, group D is Joe Umarogan, you know, the legend Joe Umarogan, Ending Walker, the, the prodigy, Ren, M. Lizard, Juninho, another soccer player, and Bravery. Next, let's talk about Group E right here. Uh, Magni, Vega Patch, Calmel, NL, W Falcon, and ROF make up Group E. Group F, Chris ECH, Mr. Crimson, Angry Bird, DCQ, Uriel Valorio, and Travis Styles. Group G, Zero Blast, who's no longer going, and they're being replaced by. Die by Sword says it's Mortsy, Giko, Big Bird, Momochi, and Mono. And last but not least, Group H is taken by Samurai, Jimmy, Mirkin, Pugera, and the Men RD. Now, chat. Uh, just as a just as a group mind exercise, I want all of us to pick one group. Which group is the most difficult group of this group stage? Let's take a look here. Um, group A has I'm talking more of veggie oil king. All right, on the count of three. No, no, don't, don't. On the count of three, we're gonna change. I told you this is a group mind exercise. Everybody relax. Everybody relax. You guys are going crazy over there. Stop it. On the count of three, we'll all post the letter of the group that we think is the toughest. All right? So we'll go in one, two, three. And this is my little delay because this is a delay on stream, but I'm going to say it's group F. Everybody says group F. I don't know if, although Squidly says group G. Sewer Blast, Greco. Big Bird and Momochi and Mono, actually. That's a really good point. Die by Sword says A. It has Idom and Takamura and Veggie and Oil King and Ronaldinho. So I haven't seen Solving play, so uh, I can't speak for them. But that's also a very good point. Later, Ragan also agrees. Uh, but the majority is saying groups, Group F, which is with Creasy CH, Mr. Crimson, Angry Bird, DCQ, Uriel Valorio, and Travis Tiles. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, B also seems like it's gonna be pretty heavy. I feel like I feel like B and A are harder than F, right? Because ultimately, the big threats of Group F are Mr. Crimson, Angry Bird, Chris's CH, and DCQ. I haven't seen Euro Valorio or Travis Styles play, um, but you know, as our lessons are learned from the Tekken World Tour this past weekend, anything and everything can happen. Um, a has a lot of good players, including one, two, three past CPT champions. <laughs> so that's tough. Uh, group H is pretty rough, too. Samurai, Pugera, Menardi, Merkin, right? I don't know, man. It feels like every group has, like, the, the hang-up, right? Every, every group has a couple players in there that'll be a hang-up. Uh, you're saying B is going to be easy for Kawano? I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. Just a kid in the four fills. Phenom too. I don't know, man. I don't know. Die by sword. You want to play? Do you want to bet a pizza on it? 
Um, either way, uh, we are going to have uh, a chat pizza bet. All right, Die by Sword, you, you want a pizza bet for a group for group B? So I'm assuming you got Kawano making it out of group B, yeah? Is that correct, Die by Sword? Okay, man, for sure. Okay, I'm taking Phenom, dude. I'm taking Phenom. So if Kawano makes it out, I'll get you a pizza. If Phenom makes it out, you owe me a pizza. Oh, yeah, Shayan, you won. <laughs> you won the 30th anniversary collection by predicting Gachikun. Dude, it's... I'm telling you, man. All of these... All of these bets can... Uh, all of these bets are, are... They can go either way, right? As we've seen this past weekend, our choices were Nii and Arslan Ash, and neither of them made it out of groups. Shiggity Shank, you said you got a pizza bet for me. What do you want? What you got? Let me know what you got, and I'll let you know if I accept. But um, aside from these side pizza bets that I'm having with the chat here, we are going to have... Andy Walker gets out of his group without losing a game. I'll take you on that. I think he's going to lose one game. Specifically. Oh, actually, that's probably a good bet. I don't know. No, I think I think unfamiliarity with uh, the international scene is going to net him at least a loss of one game. So uh, I'll take you up on that. So Die by Sword, Chickity Shank. You can clip this. Die by Sword picks Kawano to make it out of Group B. I pick Phenom, Chickity Shank picks ending walker to not lose a game i say he's gonna lose a game at least um so we got those pizza bets chat the pizza bet that we have between myself and you the collective my co-hosts the chat is the following who's going to win now hold your answers nobody nobody pick your answers yet all right here's what we're going to do i'm going to put up the screen for a little bit and we're going to do the same thing from before i'll let you guys pick first since you're the chat even though you are a hive mind and you know, like as a hive mind, you know way more than anybody. I will let you pick first and then I will pick second. Whoever gets closest to winning takes a pizza. How this is going to work is if the chat wins, I will do a raffle off for a free pizza. Chat, if you win, you all have to donate to me. Uh... The equivalent of a pizza. Or you have to subscribe enough people the equivalent of a pizza, which should be about five subscriptions. Wait. Yes, five subscriptions because I get $3. It's 50-50, so I get two fifty. dollars So five subscriptions should give me enough for a pizza. All right? Chat, here's what we'll do. As a collective, you guys are going to pick somebody. I will pick somebody. So here is the list. I'm going to give you guys the count of three. And you guys are going to pick your player. All right, so I will count to three, and you all shout it out. If there are too many people picking too many things, we'll have a poll so that we all, as a group, settle on a pick democratically, unlike the U.S. government. All right, so here's the countdown. Actually, I'll count down from five to give you guys a good chance. All right, so from five. So we'll go. When I say go, you type the name of the player you want to pick. So we'll type it in five, four, three, two, one, go. Type your pick. <laughs> three people typed and three people picked different people. Oh, boy. So as of right now, uh, the, the pick is Momochi. What's happening? 
Oh. Uh, as of right now, the pick is Momochi because we have two, uh, two votes for Momochi. Chat, are you happy with the Momochi pick? Oh, we have two picks for Pugera. Okay. All right, looks like we're going to have to do a poll. We'll do a poll. Here, let me set this up. Momochi's the only one not playing Luke. That's funny. All right, let's start up. Let's do a poll here. Uh, if you have channel points, you are allowed to use channel points to add additional votes to sway the vote your way, right? Because at the end of the day, we cannot have a full democracy. We have to have a slight oligarchy, just like the U.S. government. And by slight, I mean a very obvious oligarchy. There you go. The poll is live. So go ahead and you, ha you guys have a minute. You can pick who you want and you can use your channel points to help sway those votes if you really feel strongly about somebody. All right. The poll is now almost over. Viewing the results. Momochi with 50, 60% of the vote, 65% of the vote. Okay. So Momochi is the winner. So Chad, congratulations. You have picked Momochi to win Capcom Cup. They cheated. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Welcome to the weird world. You're going to learn today, as famously said by Jay Wong. Dump my points at the item and still lost. <laughs> oh, man, that's a rough mean scene. I'm sorry, man. Well, chat, congratulations. You guys have picked Momochi to win. Die by Sword contributed 11,000 channel points. <laughs> my fight, my day. Uh, all right, chat. Um, should I just take Idom? <laughs> I think I'm going to take Idom. All right, I'm taking Idom. You guys are going to owe me a pizza. All right, I'm taking Idom. You guys are taking Momochi. Chat, congratulations on this amazing pizza bet. <laughs> Die by Sword with the buyer's remorse now. <laughs> Dude, I also want you guys to think about this. It's the last Street Fighter V CPT. I don't know, man. Idom, Idom has been so ridiculously dominant, right? Like, he won uh, Combo Breaker. He won CEO. He almost won EVO with that... Like, he... Idom... Straight up, Idom saved EVO, right? EVO was running so late. You could tell, like, all of the staff was super nervous because it was running so late. Everybody was going to have to work overtime. IDOM had like a speed run through a top eight losers bracket, the likes of which no one has ever seen. And he made it all the way to grand finals. That is something. I, he does bleed. Everybody does. But the fact that he legit like 2-0'd just about everybody in top eight is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll see. Hey, look, like I said, Tekken World Tour finals has proved to us. Literally anything can happen. His SFL performance wasn't outstanding. SFL was like uh, years ago now. <laughs> they fucking, they videotaped that shit like years ago. Uh, I think it was even before Combo Breaker. Uh, but yeah, like look at Girlanda, man. Like out of everybody making it out of that pool that included Nii, Owl, Arzlanash, Girlanda made it out. Right? Same thing with uh, same thing with the Joey Fury pool. Yonarang wound up winning it over Joey Fury to get out of pools, which was crazy. Which pool will have the upset? We'll have to see. Three pizza bets, I think, is my maximum. <laughs> at least for now. At least for now. There's a part of me that wants to pick A. Like, dude, I could. Could you imagine like Ronaldinho making it out of pool group A? 
over Takamura, Oil King, Veggie, Aina. That'd be crazy. Or could you imagine in Group D ending, Walker doesn't make it out of pools or doesn't make it out of the group, right? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And it is happening next week. So uh, on Thursday, I think we'll finalize everything and we'll get hype. Um, that was the pizza bet. So everybody uh, get your credit cards ready because uh, f- it feels like you're all going to have to buy me pizza. Speaking of pizza, um, today is International Pizza Day. So for those of you that were here throughout the show, you saw me stuff my face full of pizza because I won one of the pizza bets. Um, I, as I will take a bite of this pistachio cannoli hey, um, to end the show. Because it is National Pizza Day, after all. Mm. Have we heard from Evo regarding the lineup reveal? Thank you for reminding me, Mean Scene. Tomorrow is the Evo lineup reveal. I am going to try my best to be on stream so we can watch it live. I don't know when it is. There hasn't been like an official like time announcement or anything like that. So we'll see. Uh, it's probably going to be like a YouTube premiere, I'm assuming. Um, but we'll see. And we'll we'll play some more pizza bets on that uh, if we live stream tomorrow. But keep a t- uh, keep in touch on our Twitter. You can go to twitter.com forward slash best of V show. Why didn't they say anything about it? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It is very weird. I totally agree. Um, but maybe maybe it's going to be something different, you know, uh, something that's been super cool since um, since Rick took over is they're experimenting with a lot of things. So I'm excited to see what they come up with. So we'll see. Um, either way, I'm going to try my best to be here uh, to be here to stream it. So if you keep a taps on our Twitter, I go to twitter.com forward slash best of the show. Uh, I tweet when I go live all the time. I also tweet out a bunch of other stuff, like uh, how sad I am that Rumbleverse is ending. Uh, speaking of Rumbleverse, that is on the Epic Game Store, so you can use the code Best of V Show at checkout for uh, the Epic Game Store uh, to uh, support me. Hooray! Uh, you can also email the show at Best of V B O V at Best of Show dot com. What time is it at? Shiggy Shank, we don't know. I'm gonna have to double check, uh, but I will try. I will try. If anything, uh, I'm also on the Discord. If you guys are not in our Discord, if you go to bestofvshow.com, there's a, a an invite to our Discord in there. Uh, I'm also going to finally update like the panels underneath this because I forgot to do that. So I'll probably have some uh, Discord links and some social media links down there as well. So any whoozle, uh, that's been the show. Somehow it went to 930. I usually try, like, my goal is for an hour, but we've been here for an hour and a half. It's just like old times. Uh, You guys are probably tired of listening to me talk. I'm tired of talking. So I think this is going to be it. Everybody, thank you so much for joining. We will be back most likely tomorrow uh, where we will play, uh, or I'm sorry, we will watch the Evo reveal. And if we miss it, then we'll probably watch it sometime during the weekend as well. before I leave, I do want to say this. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Samurai Showdown, the Steam version, you can get the game and all of its DLC for 20 bucks. And for those of you that don't know, that's usually worth like 120 bucks. So the fact that you can get it for 20 bucks is ridiculous. So please go buy Sam Show. There, um, uh, Code Mystics is currently running a beta to 
try to gather information to see what they're going to do about the rollback netcode. So go buy it. It's 20 bucks. Sam shows fun. I'll see you on there. I'm going to probably be playing it tomorrow. I chat YouTube uh, podcast listeners world. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for being here. I know the show was a little bit rough this week, but next week will be better. As always, I will catch you guys then, if not earlier. Y'all have a good one. Stay safe out there. And I'll be seeing you. Peace out.